Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, psychological health, awareness in men, women and society. First, it started with a man, the acronym, acronym, acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Hi there, thank you uh, for having me on Andy. Uh, my name is David Baker and I'm a, a mental health advocate, I'm a depression survivor, writer, blogger, um, I'm on a path to become a um, full-time life coach and uh, yeah, I'm from Bury St Edmunds uh, in the heart of uh, Suffolk and uh, really happy to be here. And thanks for coming on and um, <laughs> I got to laugh because... Um, for the listeners out there, I got the day wrong. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> 24 hours early, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to get um, David on that um, I messaged him yesterday and I was thinking, you know, is he coming on? I was there waiting for like uh, maybe about five, ten minutes. Messaged him and he says, oh yeah, no, it's t- it's 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 tomorrow. It's tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. How's things there? Oh, you're How's very the weather? Well. How's everything there? How's things with you there? It's wonderful. I'm having a great time. I'm having a great life. Um, you know, uh, um, as we can get into it later, I mean, things were, um, were bad for me for a long time. But right now, my, uh, my life is good. I'm on a good path. Um, I'm enjoying what I do in life. And, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, every day's a blue sky for me these days, you know, and, and, you know, it may sound over happy and over positive, but it's, that's how I feel. I've, you know, I actually feel excited. I mean, I've um, been telling you, I've been really excited to come on here and do this. This is actually my first podcast I've done. Um, I've done some of other interviews, but you know, first podcast. So this is a, a new, a, something new for me today. So I'm, uh, yeah, excited about it. Yeah, thanks for and like again, thanks for coming on. And you, you mentioned then, you mentioned then, blue. You're in England. You mentioned yes. You mentioned blue skies. <laughs> yeah, blue, blue sky. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I'm in Bury St Edmunds. I don't know if you know that's in um, in Suffolk. It's in East Anglia. It's uh, just between Ipswich and Cambridge. Yeah. Um, beautiful place to live. Um, but I've, I've lived. This is the second time I've lived. I was born here. Uh, I travelled. Um, when I used to live here, when I was younger, I would tell everybody, "It's, oh, it's grey skies. It's miserable. It's miserable." Ever since my attitude changed, it seems like there's a blue sky every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just, you know, it's just, you, you go you go out, it's like this morning it was a little chilly, but this afternoon you come out, the sky is blue, and it's like, you know, it's wonderful. Like, you know, it's a, it, it's amazing just when you start to look at things differently, it's amazing how differently things look, yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the world in a, once you put, put, you, you, put, a, you put a positive slant on things sometimes you might not even see the the the, the sky do you know what I mean if you yeah, go in exactly. daily life you, you, don't, you don't see you don't see the sky so Bury St Edmunds for the listeners out there what is Bury St Edmunds like I mean what is it what is, is it is it quite scenic is it rural is it you know um, I mean I, I, I think I've, I've been there I've been down Cambridge I've been to Bury yes I have in fact yes I have been to Bury St Edmunds um, a long time ago so what's it like there uh, like I say, it's a beautiful place. Um, the, the town has obviously been uh, hit hard with a lot of shop closures because of uh, the COVID. Yeah. Um, but 
it's it's still a beautiful place um in the town we've got um ruins from the uh the, from the abbey that was here a thousand years ago so it's, it's a big tourist town we got um, a lot of people coming here each year just to come and have a look at it it's um it's uh, what they call uh, one of the floral towns so um, every year there's always uh, brilliant flower displays throughout the town um you know we have a normally on normal times we uh, normally have a big uh, fair here each year which attracts you know, um, millions of people here um, over a, a weekend you know so although it's a small town um it's it's got a big heart and you know it's it's, it's a beautiful place to live um you know it's uh, very it can be quiet can be busy but it's um yeah just a pretty place yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what been born here. I remember driving down there, and it's quite around that area. It's quite, it's quite like you say. It's quite. Is it quite scenic? Is it? There's lots of fields. I remember going down there, and there's loads of. <laughs> as you drive in, as you drive off the M1, yeah. is it? Is it M1, and then off, off the off the motorway anyway. Off the, off the A14. A4, yeah, yes, A4. Then, yeah. Yeah. Um, so is it quite? Yeah. Is it? Is it quite? Um, you know, kind of paint a picture for us of what it's like. Um, on the outskirts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's very flat land. Um, you know, you can you can see for miles, but it's um, yeah, it's it's a lot of farmers' fields and it's you know very rural, especially just outside the town. And that's one of the best things about the town. If, you know, even living in the town, if I want to walk five minutes, I can be out in the countryside. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I love I love getting out and walking in. You know, you go walk through the fields and it's you know so relaxing to you know be able to have the best of both worlds you know you've got the busyness of the town but you've also got the quietness of the countryside and um you know there's there's just fields and fields and we um you know if you drive a little bit further away you know we've got uh, beautiful forests um you know just around the corner so you, you've got everything within a um a close range and uh you know that's why it's, we get a lot of um tourists here and we get a lot of americans in the town because we've got the two air force bases very very close um so you know we get a lot of uh, american visitors and uh, you know it's you know a very multicultural town yeah. um for being stuck in the middle of the countryside you know yeah um and yeah. Have, have, have any i mean you spoke about the ruins and stuff but has any kind of famous faces or anyone that you've known locally that's um made their way out of there or any or any way around there <laughs> um is it known? the only ones that spring to what's that carry on carry on sorry i was going to say the only ones that spring to mind is um we had uh, bob hoskins was born here from uh, who framed roger rabbit mm. <laughs> right. he was he was born here but yeah he moved to london um quite early and then we get a lot of um famous people who live around the outskirts of um the town um in the little villages um uh, bill wyman from the rolling rolling stones um lives not too far from here and um uh, i believe it's uh, trying to remember which one of the one of the famous models i think it's um cindy crawford um, she's got a place um, fairly close. I, I, you know, I'd like to meet her, but, I <laughs> but no. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's a few um, local celebrities, but nothing um, 
you know, I, I think everybody who becomes famous, they suddenly go somewhere else. But uh, yeah, there's no one else who actually springs to mind. Oh, oh um, yeah, we've had a few um, politicians move here after they've um, done their time. You know, um, I don't know if you remember Norman Tebbit. He yeah, still lives in town. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it's interesting that the, the Bob Hoskins things because quite often, we often people don't realise that he was he wasn't he's not actually American. Um, no, no, he's, he's, he's uh, yeah, born in Bury and um, lived in London and uh, yeah, is uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he did yeah, who framed Roger Rabbit nearly drove him crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so are you, are you are you a bit of a sports person yourself? Are you are you are you sporty? Are you, you know, what some of the, you know do you sport you sport any football teams or rugby teams? Anything like that? Is it? Anything that you're... I've, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been fairly sporty throughout my life. You know, when I was younger, I was um, martial arts. And um, when I lived in the States, I was I was coaching football um, when I was out there. And, you know, I've, I've been an Ipswich Town fan for 40, 40 years. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I have to hang my head in shame at the moment. But it's, uh, you know, I, I, I was a fan of those back in the good old days when they uh, when they were winning the uh, UEFA Cup and uh, winning the John FA Cup, Walk, you know. Walk, was it John Walk? John Walk, John, yeah. John Walk man's a legend. Um, you know, that, that in fact, that whole team back in 80-81, um, absolute stars to, you know, single, you know, you have Terry Butcher, Paul Mariner, Alan Brazil. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I remember having the panini yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah, panini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the paninis. Everybody had the paninis, the collecting paninis the uh, the stickers. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, I remember them. I remember them definitely. Um, so, oh. for you, um, what's been happening regard regarding what's life like been like for this last year? We've gotten this. You know, I got to bring it up because. Maybe in the future, people will want to hear this, hear what things are happening. Um, what happened in the last year, in the 2020, and was it 2020, 2021? Yeah. What's life like being like for you in terms of with the, the, the virus and all this sort of thing? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was very strange because uh, before it all kicked off, I was, I was actually in South America. Wow. Um, I was down in, I was down in Ecuador and I flew back in, February, so it was about a year ago, and um, I got sick off when we got off the plane, and it's just like, oh, I don't know, you know, I felt rough for about a week. So I don't know if I had COVID or not, um, but I know I was knocked off my feet. Um, and it was like another four weeks after that, um, the lockdown started. So, you know, I'd been away for a month, come back. Um, Literally, I'd done <laughs> no work for the whole of the year, and yeah, that was you know the lockdown struck. And it, I'm going to be honest with you, lockdown has been the one of the greatest things for me. I've, I've, I've loved the lockdown. Um, it's it's been an opportunity for me to actually do things that I've been you know saying, oh, I don't have time to do this, I don't have time to do that. Now you've been forced with time. It's like, here you go, you've got some time, you know? And so, if you know, I think if you haven't made the most of this lockdown, you're gonna look back and go, oh, I wish I had that time. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I've been taking courses and and, and um, just teaching myself 
and different things and different techniques and and just filling myself full of information um, because you never know what's going to um, you know happen around the corner. Uh, so this this time has really been uh, like a, a a blessing for me. You know, it's like you know when you get when you get lemons, make lemonade. You know, it's um, you know it's it's been wonderful. You know. Um, I mean, I, I got lucky. I could um, go back to work fairly soon, um, doing my other things. But it's like with all the free time that I've had, it it, it really has been um, great for me. Yeah, I know for a lot of people it hasn't been good. I mean, my mother, she's uh, 85. She has not had a good time through this uh, because you know she's a very social person, and not being able to go out and see people and for people not to be able to go and see her it, it was really tough um, you know and I know a lot of people have been through that and it's you know trying to get through to them you know there is a positive side to this as well it's um, you know it's been a challenge for a lot of people um, but you know taking what you can out of it and making the most of it I think is um, Good. I mean, you see a lot of people online, you know, what they've actually done and what they've created during yeah. this time. I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, it's impressive what some people can do when you actually give them the time to do something. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, have, you, so, have you been um, out and about? Have you, have, has it been pretty quiet or is it, are things starting to pick up now? What's, what's actually happened around your, around Bury St. Edmunds? <laughs> When it, when it first started, um, it was very strange going out. There was nobody on the streets. Um, you know, I'd go out for my daily exercise. And there was literally, you, know, you didn't see anybody. It was like um, being in one of those movies where, you know, everybody just suddenly disappears. And that was a very strange. Um, but now I, I get the feeling it's, it's almost like back to normal. Everybody is, you know, like fed up of um, staying at home. So they're going out more. Um, the town this weekend because we have a market every weekend Um, and the town wasn't its normal bustling self but there was plenty of people about and I think um, when the government says you know away you go I think everybody will be happy to just be out and back to normal yeah because as humans that's what we need as humans we don't, we're not meant to be indoors. We're not, in a sense, you know, obviously when when singing, but as humans, we're not meant to be indoors, are we? We're meant to be, we're in a, you know, we're meant to be out and about and, you know, say, communicating with each other and, you know, all these things. I've mentioned this on the podcast before about, um, you know, um, the call, they kept banging on about this thing, using these words, social distancing, social distancing. And to me, you know, from the beginning, I've said, if you listen to it, my first, you know, from last year, March, when they started mentioning this social distance, I always said it was wrong for them to say that. Because for a lot of people, social, the word social, it means obviously to to be, you know, to talk to people, to socialise, to get involved. And to you, to then say to somebody, you're not allowed to, (laughs) almost like don't communicate in a sense, social distance <laughs> do you know what I mean if you put the two words together yeah. that's what it actually means keep your distance if you're going to talk or not talk or whatever and for a lot of people and, yeah. and then when you couple that with getting people to go indoors that means they can't talk to each other 
Do you know what I mean? If there was no, no such thing as the internet, how would people be able to communicate? What people would go crazy? So, this, it, you know, it should be called physical distancing rather than um, social distancing. So these, these words that they use tend to um, have a negative connotation because for some people, they might use those words and go, go indoors and not want to, and they'll also not, it'll drive them mad. Um, some people yeah. might commit suicide or, you know, do something, you know, just, who knows? Um, so I, yeah. think, I think with, with that, I think um, we need to change the narrative and, and change some of the words that we use rather than using social distance with physical distance because we, yeah. we can still speak. Um, so let's let's talk about, um, you know, because we, again, we're just, we're, we're talking about it now, really. Mental health yeah. and and how what you know i'm trying to i'm trying to do this podcast to to try and break stigmas of, um on on mental yeah. health and just kind of connect humans together like we're connecting together today you know yeah in fact we've connected over 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 the last couple of days uh, and it's yeah. culminated in this so what how do you see mental health and and our mental health and you know you know what's 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 been life been like for you growing up and things like that yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer that everybody's depression or anxiety is different. Um, we're all different creatures. We're all different people. Um, so how you may feel about something is not necessarily how I may feel about it. Um, so, I mean, if I talk about um, my story, um, I suffered from depression uh, for over 30 years. Um Basically, I was in denial about having depression. Um, you see, um, I'm, I'm 51 now. Um, but where this, I mean, my... Is that a recent photo of you, by the way? Is that a recent photo? I can see a Which photo one? There's a photo of you in the, in walking through some trees and you're smiling with glasses on. Have you got a ponytail? Is that a ponytail? Back I do. I do. Yeah, I know. I, I know. It's one of those things I swore I'd never do when I was uh, younger. Is that a lately photo then? Is that a, a photo that's lately? Because for listeners out there, if that's a lately photo, it does not look 51. There's no way. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, most of my photos are fairly recent. Um, yeah, at least in the last two years. But yeah, I, I've, I've always been blessed with, uh, with looking young and I don't know why... That is because I've been stressed out for most of my life. Um, but yeah, uh, basically, my story is um, when I was 11 years old, I, I, up until the age of 11, I would say I had a pretty good life. Um, you know, as kids go, it was wonderful. What I didn't know that was, was my dad was severely depressed um, and he committed suicide. Um, it was right before my 12th birthday. So like four days before my 12th birthday, my father committed suicide. Um, and, you know, back then, this is, I'm talking 1981, there was no therapy for for kids. There was no, you know, help or, or anything like that. There was like a pat on the back, you know, I'm sorry, too bad, so sad. You know, I was brought up by my, my mother, um, you know, and she struggled to, to bring me up. She had her own problems, you know. So I was really fending for myself um, for those years, um, you know, coming up to the, you know, like the age of 18. You know, it was as I 
grew through those years, um, although uh, my dad's suicide was, you know, always there, it, you know, it led to the the other things, you know, in, in my life, like trust issues and, uh, you know, being very, very introverted, you know, and not, um, you know, not wanting to be around people and just, you know, not enjoying the life that I could see everybody else was having. All my friends, you know, you know, I would go out and party with them, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't right. I, I always felt something was wrong. Yeah. And, um, you know, and as the years go by, it just, you know, it, 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 you know, built up and built up and everything would be a problem. Everything would be an issue. Um, I had fears of everything. I, you know, trying something new would just turn my stomach. I mean, just to, I mean, just doing a podcast like this, if you'd have asked me to do this uh, four, four years ago, I'd have probably been throwing, you know, being sick into a bucket and, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, I, I can't do it. Um, you know, it's just the, everything, everything um, was a problem, you know, and um, it got to the point where in, um, I met somebody in around about, I think it was uh, 97, she lived in the States and problems in the UK were so bad I'm like you know I just got to get out of here um, you know if I go out somewhere else and try a new life you know everything will be great well the one thing with running away from your problems is yeah. your problems are internal yeah. so you take them with you <laughs> yeah. and so you know although I had um, you know a marriage that it, it like it lasted 15 years. I've got two wonderful children out of it. Um, they both still live in the states, um, you know. And I did some amazing things, you know, coaching football while I was there. But I still had depression. I still had anxiety, you know. Before going to a a coaching session, um, I would worry about everything, you know, you know, and it. The conversations you would have in your mind about what could go wrong and looking back at now you know a waste of time you know because everything you worry about never happens um so for me um after my marriage broke down i decided to come back to the uk and kind of reset and it wasn't going well um i'd, I'd been back in the uk six months and I was more depressed than I had been and um, this is very good right. um, I actually tried to take my own life yeah. um, uh, and you know it was you know it was a terrible night um, and I failed miserably yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know I can laugh about it now but yeah I, I, you know I ended up um, trying to hang myself and I ended up on a crumpled heap on the floor right. um, you know being a typical man I you know I didn't measure things out and get things right and you know I just rushed things through and it didn't yeah. work yeah. Um, but you didn't get, you know yeah, get uh, angles we can laugh about it now because it's, it's like, <laughs> I'm just thinking there where you look exactly. at that comedy and a comedy sketch show and it's like you, you know the, you didn't get the angles right you didn't get this right you didn't get whatever it may be and, it, and you're here you know and you're up on the floor exactly you know and it's 
um, you know, looking back at it now, I'm, I believe I'm, I'm supposed to be here for a reason. Um, you know, and it was afterwards, in the aftermath of that, um, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm like saying to myself, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Why am I like this? And it struck me that the problems, you know, were not external, they were internal, and there was only one way to sort that out. And it's um, to sort it out myself. You know, I have had therapy in the past um, in the States, and I was one of those persons who went to a therapy session and then came out of it and you know oh that's it i'm cured you know <laughs> and i'd be fine for a couple of weeks and then you go right back to square one so you know i had to change my outlook on everything i was doing and it was basically i had to reset my my mind um because everything i would think of would always be an issue and I had to basically look at what I was thinking and evaluate why I was thinking that thought. Um, you know, it, um, again, that didn't happen overnight. Um, that took a lot of work. And basically, I gave myself some rules um, and I changed my, my way of doing things. And the way I... Um, it, what, what actually happened is um, um, the lady who's now my partner um, sent me a um, an audio um, tape, you know one of the, the, the positivity things on uh, on YouTube and um, if, if I'd had one of them sent to me years ago I would have not listened to it or just like you know I was back then I was in the mood of um, you know positivity positivity is rubbish but that was just my mindset but after listening to the one that she sent me, it was it was like, wow, this makes sense. Um, and it was, you know, I don't know whether it was just the right time or was ready to ready to hear the message. Um, but the one thing that stood out to me was, you've got to get up early. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, why do I need to get up early? Let's go because you need to start your day right. And if you start your day right, um, everything else seems to fall into place. Um, before I was one of these people who would, the alarm would go off at 7.30, I would get dressed and I'd be out the door to get to work for eight. Yeah. You know, it's just like rush, 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 rush. And you'd get to work, you'd be miserable, you'd miss breakfast, so you're hungry, so you're tired. You know, your day is just going downhill right from there. Um, so yeah, I decided okay, I'm going to get up two hours earlier. And the reason that is, is when you get up two hours early, there's nobody around. You know, if you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning, nobody else is getting up at five. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got the time to yourself to sit there and and think. And um, uh, you know, I I took that time to write, and I what I was writing was like um, my story how I felt and letting out all of those emotions that have been inside me for so long and uh, you know 
the more and more I wrote, the more and more I felt like the weight lifting on, off my shoulders. Um, you know, and I would also use that time to to search out um, more positive messages because you know I, I believe that when you're listening to the positivity, is it's like putting gasoline in a car. Um, you know, if you fill yourself up with positivity, you know, your whole day is going to be good. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I remember saying to people, um, you know, people ask me how I was, and I would say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm fine for a Tuesday or whatever, whatever that meant. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, but, but now, when somebody asks me how you doing, I always say I'm always good. You know, and it's because that's the attitude that I want to have. Yeah. And um, so that's how I, you know, how I, I, I go now. I, you know, I will always try to see the, the good in everything. I will always, you know, try to be the positive force, you know, and try and, um, you know, just spread some, some happiness to people. And, um, uh, with um, what I write now, I, you know, it, it gets out to a, a, a lot of people, and um, you know, they come to me to advise, for advice on, you know, how do you how do you get that change? How do you get that um, difference in your life? Uh, you know, and it's just a case of, you know, you've got to want to, because um, there's no, you know. Um, you can tell people all day long, you know, I'll do this, do this, and you'll be great. But unless they really want to, and they actually desire to, and actually, have, you know, take the, um, the, you know, the effort and, uh, to actually do these things each day to to feel, you know, positive, then, um, you know, they, they need, yeah, you've got to, you've got to have the will to do it. Um, because it's not something that anybody else can help you with. Um, you know, people can give you advice, but you've really got to um, take what I did and, and run with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. That's a lot to throw at you, right? No, no, no. I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, this is this is you know, people out there are going to be listening. There's going to be there's going to be, there's going to be many people who are, who are listening to this and um, and who are, who are, who are going through or who have been through similar things. Um, and that's I'm not saying that to take it away from you. I'm saying is we know that in the world that there's going to be people struggling mentally even now, um, struggling yeah. with with um, various things. Maybe struggling before this virus, but the virus, whatever it may be. Um, with other issues, even if the virus didn't exist, people are struggling with, you know, like you say, years and years of um, dealing with or not dealing with whatever. Because what happens is, one thing I've one thing I've um, I've noticed with with humans and this podcast and just before even before this podcast is is that a lot of the things that we go through tends to stem from things to do with our childhood. Um, that's not to say that things that hit us when we're older, um, but we we tend to have traumas at a, in our childhood, and it lives with us, and we 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 try and battle through. And, and sometimes some of us don't make it, and some of us do. Um, and obviously, you've made it. 
so um from your from so just going back to when you did you know i mean this sounds obvious but but it, in a sense it's not did you know at the time that it was when your dad that your dad committed suicide was it something did you know at the time or was it something that you were, was hidden from you and then told later or you know was it something that you you knew that, no, they, they, uh, sadly for me, I, I was forefront and um, I was right there, um, pretty much. Um, it, it, I mean, that particular night is one that's, you know, like, you know, people say things are burned into their memory. I literally, when I when I think about that, um, it's like watching a movie play over again because I can see that night clearly as it, you know. I, I just remember um, uh, my mother and my father they'd had an argument that night and my mother had taken me off to my aunt's and my dad decided to drive his car up to um, where they were and um, uh, he used the exhaust fumes to, to take his life but you know that was right outside the window where I was I was sleeping that night um, you know and it was you know it, it was, you know, that day. Um, it, it, what was tough for me, and what stuck with me for a long time, was I felt abandoned that day. Yeah. And it wasn't so much that my father had died, um, but it was the fact that um, I knew he died and nobody came to see me and speak to me um he died early in the morning and i was 11 and i was in a sitting in the bedroom and i was on my own and i didn't leave that bedroom until it must have been midday or by the afternoon when my sister came to tell me <laughs> that he he passed on and i'm like i already know you know you know, I was 11, but you know, I wasn't stupid. Yeah. Um, but I could hear all the conversations going on, you know, downstairs. But I'd, I was forgotten. I was an afterthought. And that really burned into me. Um, and that stuck with me for a long time, you know, and it's, you know, it, it blew the family apart quite a lot. And, um, you know, things changed after that and things were never the same. I was never the same. But what it was, was I took on the role of I'm the one who's been abandoned, I'm the one who's her, I'm the one who's this, I'm the one who's that. And all I was doing was hurting myself. You know, I, you know, I was, you know, showing myself as this you know, troubled teenager, troubled 20 year old, troubled 30 year old. And he was like, oh, this is, this is the excuse, you know, oh, my father died. It wasn't that, you know, it wasn't until I decided, you know, I've got to take responsibility for my own life, my own actions, the way I do things. That's the only way I'm ever going to be happy. Yes. And, um, <laughs> It was uh, about three years ago, um, I decided to go up to my dad's grave 
and I'd let loose. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd only been there like twice since 1981, but I went up there. It took me ages to find the grave. You know, it's like um, I'd not been up there, but I stood there and I let him have it with both barrels. It was like, you know, you did this, you did this, you know, and look at what you've missed. Look at what, you know, the mistakes you made, you know. But, um, you know, I'm telling myself, is you know, I wouldn't change my life now a single bit. Yeah. Because even though he did that, my life has gone through different stages and I'm in the best time of my life right now. And it's... It's because, you know, I finally took responsibility. But I'm, I, I look back at all those years where I was depressed and uh, I was having anxiety. And I don't look at it like I've wasted those years. Um, now I look at it as like I was in training for what I'm doing now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, because I've been through this, I can empathize with other people on the same level who've been through, the, you know, similar sort of things. Um, but it's, you know, the, having the um, the drive to want to, you know, get away from that old me. I, um, I never used to like being called David. Um, I always thought, you know, like David is what my mother called me when she was angry. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, so I always used to go by Dave. I don't do that anymore. I've gone back to being David because, you know, that's who I that's who you really are. am. Yeah, that's who you, are. you know, David is who I was when I was younger, and David is the one who's driven. David is the one who's, um, you know, making things happen. Um, you know, and oh my gosh, my life has changed ever since. You know, it got to the you know the bottom. It, you know, I couldn't have gone any lower. And you know, I'm just so glad that you know. I, I thank God that you know. My life has turned out the way it is, and I've got the opportunity now to to go out and help other people, and yeah. um, you know, make their lives better. So, yeah. so your yeah. your teenage age, did you was you seen as, or did you feel that you were um, what you what you were saying earlier about this troubled teenager? Did you feel that way, or were people pointing the finger? You know, I was. Like I said, I was very introverted and I didn't make friends very easily um, because I, I really just didn't trust anybody. Um, you know, you know, I always thought people, you know, they were going to leave me or, you know, it, it was, I don't know, just one of those things. But, I, you know, I had a close group of friends and <laughs> I was always up to trouble. When I was with these guys, I I had a, a Ford Capri. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> and and it was it was a, it was a rust bucket. It was a, it was a death trap on wheels. And um, I I was going out and I was doing crazy things in the car each night. You know, and, you know I could have got a lot of people hurt. And the best thing and one of the worst things that happened to me back then was I got caught for speeding. And I lost my driving license for three months. Now, the best thing was that slowed me down. <laughs> it made me a pedestrian again. And uh, so, I, you know, I, you know, I was driving recklessly. I deserved, I deserved what I got. But 
my friends back then, because I didn't have a car anymore, never called me. You know, and it's just like, okay, they're just using me for my car. Um, so it's, you know, it's just like, what I was, it was kind of like um, my trust issues were being reinforced. Um, yeah, you know, abandoned, so it's, it's the same thing back to yeah. was Exactly, and the, you pick up trust with them, and then yeah. all of a sudden there's an abandonment issue. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it, it was it was almost to the day that I got my license back that I got a phone call from one of them. You know, hey, are you going out tonight? And it's just I just put the phone down on it. It's, it's like you know, so I you know I I spent a lot of my um, teenage years. Um, you know, especially you know, nineteen, twenty. On my own, it wasn't until I, I you know, I, uh, I met a good friend of mine. He got me into martial arts, um, and I met a guy there who was my instructor. And I finally, at the age of, uh, it was about twenty, twenty-one, I finally had uh, a role model come into my life. I, I you know, I never really had uh, a male figure to me, you know. Um, someone to, to guide me. I've been raised by my mother. Um, so, um, Mac Roberts. Your sister at home as well? Is your sister at home at the same time? Uh, my, no, my, no my, I, I've got two sisters, and both of them had uh, moved out by the time my, uh, I was 11. They're, they're older than me. Um, a lot older. One of them will, will say she's younger than me, but she's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, so I was I was fending for myself from you know the age of eleven, twelve, you know, and having to make my own meals and that sort of thing. Um, but like I say, you know, around about twenty-one, um, when I started doing martial arts, uh, Mac um, came into my life, and he was a father figure. I was he was a you know this guy I could look up to, I could respect, um, you know, and. He, you know, he taught me a lot of great things that weren't just martial arts related. But being a, a stubborn young man, I wasn't taking it in fully. I look back on those lessons now with great fondness. But back then it was just like, you know, I'm not, I'm hearing the lesson. I'm liking the lesson. I'm not using that lesson in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it went through that quite, you know, for quite a lot. You know, I, I was, um, I got to the stage where I was coaching younger children, um, martial arts, um, and then I went into the army for a short while after that. Um, and it, 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 looking back at it now, just thinking about it, it's like I've always had my goal in life, but I've never actually noticed it until now um as i was you know coaching martial arts or when i was in the states coaching football you know i've realized um recently it's like what i've always wanted to do was coach and teach help. and help. and help and inspire um and i was thinking about the way um in the football um the other day uh, I used to coach uh, the kids. It was um, under 12s mainly, um, but I lived for that "I get it" moment. Um, 
you know, and that moment when you see in their eyes that I get it, you know, you take the one kid who couldn't kick the ball right yeah. and they get it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, no, you know, it's just such a, it's such a joy. Yeah. But I realized I had that when I was teaching the martial arts. I have it now when I'm, I'm coaching somebody to change their lives, you know, and it's, I get it. And, um, that's what I, I'm, I live for now. Um, you know, and I, you know, like I say, I had it all along, but I was so wrapped up in myself with my, you know, my depression and my woe is me mentality to see, I couldn't see what was right in front of my face. Um, you know, and like I say, I love what I do now and to be able to look back and see the mistakes that I made, you know, I'm just hoping that I can, um, get to people so they don't have to waste 30 years to work it out <laughs> you know you're, you're, you you said you went into the army do you do you yeah because this is one thing that I'm kind of hearing in a sense and I've, and I've heard it and I've, and I've, we've, there's obviously people going to the army for different reasons um, but like one, of the, one of the main things I hear or, or I pick up on is I'm kind of picking from that from you is um, you lose you lose a, you lose your father you lose a person that you you we when we say we look up to them we only look back on that we only look back now and say we looked up to them and no matter how, whether they were no matter whether they were good bad or indifferent because they were they they were our father and we we look back and we think oh you know what. Maybe I missed out on the role model there, this and that. And what happens is, with, particularly as a boy, um, because we sh- when that happens, we look for we look for another. We're always looking for another male role male role model. No matter how well you know, like I said, good or bad, and different. Our mums might have been. We're always looking for a male role model. So you you obviously when you you know you you Ford Capri. You, you, you made some friends and you're looking for somebody to to you know that kind of male bonding thing get out there and yeah, exactly and blah 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 but, you know it tends to be that tends to happen where your father tends to teach you to tie your shoelaces he tends to teach you you know those things he tends to take you to yeah. you know football or whatever it may be sports event yeah. um, you go with him on a Saturday afternoon or where it is to you know you take, and he takes you for if you're going for a trial or something or whatever it may be um and so then if that person's there, there, you're always seeking it. You're always seeking it from the streets. Whether it's for older people, yeah. older male role models, or some people around you the same age. Um, yeah. And it's always those ones who are on the, maybe on the edge. If they're not on the edge, you're on the edge and you're trying to be like them. And, and you, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then... I think, yeah. Then we'll take it to the next level where it's the... Where it's the the army or some sort of forces we were looking again for that um, that mod there's somebody a male I'm not saying there's not women in the army but I'm saying we're look, always looking for that um, because even so, even for some I'm not you know I'm not going to sound sexist here but for a lot of the women who go into the army as young girls a lot of them have, are missing out on that father um 
the father at home thing to try and almost like con- not control, but someone who can keep them in in check, in line or whatever it may be. So in the army, you have this, you have the you have the sergeant, you have this who can shout, you know, and then you got com- camaraderie with people around you, and if you don't find that, you you, you get lonely. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, when I joined up, it was more of a case of wanting to be accepted into a group. I wanted um, people around me who respected me for what I was doing, rather than you know for who I am. I you know um, you know I could you know back then when I joined, I was um, like I said, I was fairly good at martial arts. Um, I. I'd, um, was ranked third in England back in '94 or something like that. Um, you know, I just wanted to be part of a group of people who were the same as me, like-minded as me. You know, I wanted that camaraderie. The, you know, yeah. and you know, for the most part, it was there. Um, but I, I still didn't quite feel like I fitted in um, but that was down to me not wanting to change I was you know rooted in this um, in my own mind and my individual individuality and it you know I was my own worst enemy and you know uh, I think it's like I because um, I injured my back um, in the army um, and I've always suffered from a bad back since um, which stopped me from going back to doing martial arts the way I wanted to um, you know so I again after I hurt my back in the army it was almost like the army didn't want to know me it was like I was damaged goods um, so it wasn't long after that that I, I, I left and again back to like the abandonment thing you know it's just like you know these people who I'd come to know okay we don't need you anymore you know you can't do what we wanted you to do so off you go um you know I could have gone to another regiment but it wasn't because I was in that mode where I wanted to be the best and um because I'd actually joined up to be in the, the parachute regiment and um you know they said, oh, you can go to a, another regiment. And it, you know, that just didn't appeal to me. The whole reason I was there was, you know, hey, I want to jump out of aeroplanes. I want to be, you know, <laughs> I want to be Rambo. <laughs> I want to be whatever. Um, you know, and it just, you know, if I didn't get what I wanted, you know, it's like, what's the point? And looking back now, I, I made a huge mistake, I think, leaving. Um, you know, I could have been successful. In, a, in another regiment doing other things um, but that was just my life from the age of you know 12 years old to you know like 45 making mistakes one after the other and not learning along the way and I think a lot of people get in that same same rut of you know one mistake after another but you know it's not until you examine why these mistakes happen that you can look back and you can actually change it and um, give yourself a better life, you know, just by slowing down and, you know, 
and, and looking at what you're doing. So after the army, then did you? Is that is is that when you met the lady and then you end up in America? Uh, let me see. I left in like '96. So yeah, it's about right about the same sort of time. It was uh, it wasn't very long. Guess uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I I met her online in '97. This is back when the internet was still in black and white. And the dial, you know, the dial-up yeah. Oh, dial-up was a part. I mean, these kids don't know they're born these days, <laughs> you know. But it's yeah, you know. I met her, and literally within three months, I'd flown out to America, and you know, it was, you know, I just wanted a better life, and I went the wrong way about it. Um, you know, I, would I change anything? No. Um, you know, was it all bad? No. Um, you know, I got to do some amazing things when I was out there. Um, you know, I, like I said, I coached football out there. I coached my youngest daughter. Um, she played and we got to, uh, I got uh, my um, coaching certificates out there. And um, I uh, took a, a team to a national tournament in Florida. And, you know, most amazing um most amazing time you know I lived in uh, in Michigan up near Detroit you know unbelievable place in in autumn the color is amazing Um, but again you know what let it down the enjoyment and what you know eventually caused the end of my marriage was me my depression and um well, I've not mentioned this yet, but it, I, I think I spoke to you about it before. I might, I, um, but I'd become an alcoholic. Um, right. I'd been I'd been drinking heavily, um, but it was one of those things. I, I somehow I taught myself into the you know the way I was drinking was okay. I, you know, I was it was okay to be drinking like I was. You know, I'd given myself rules. Oh, you can't drink while you, you're at work, or you can't drink while you're you're coaching the kids. You know, it's um, you know, I w- I was drinking every night. You know, like half a case of beer, or or sometimes more. I mean, one day I woke, I was sitting in the in the front room of my house. And I looked down around the, my feet, and there were beer cans everywhere. I'd literally been drinking most of the day, and not even noticed. It was just like, wow, what happened here? And even that didn't stop me drinking. It was that wasn't even a, close to being a wake-up call to me. Um, what was a wake-up call was um, I was back in England. Um, visiting my mother for her, her 80th birthday yeah. and I collapsed um, I'd, I'd had half a glass of Prosecco and it was I was on the floor um, it wasn't pleasant um, I, I was vomiting blood um, and apparently um, from what I found out I had this thing called Mallory Weiss syndrome basically the esophagus had worn away from alcohol and I've been taking a popping a lot ibuprofen for pain which looking back now I didn't have any pain it was all up in my head um you know so I ended up in hospital 
and it's just like, okay, I've got to do something about this. Um, you know, uh, so when I got back to England, you know, I was back in England full time. Um, I, you know, I cut out the alcohol. Um, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Um, do I have a glass of wine once in a while now? Yes, I do. Um, but I do not need alcohol in my life. Um, you know, it's, you know, I don't miss that. Um, I don't miss who I was like that. Um, so really it's, you know, over the last four years, I, I, I've reinvented myself, um, to the person who I should have been all along. Um, so you know that you know, yeah, can you explain to the listeners what that condition is with it, where you said there's esophagus so so people can what, what was that condition? yeah Mallory Weiss um, as it was explained to me is basically in your esophagus um, it's a wearing down of the lining in there if you um, so um, where your food goes down into your stomach you've got the it goes down from your throat and so probably probably halfway down I'm saying you know I'm guessing <laughs> um, but with taking ibuprofen that I mean you know people know that that causes a lot of problems if you take it a lot well I was taking that with alcohol and um, over several years it got worse and worse I, it was totally unbeknownst to me I, it wasn't even on my radar when I flew back to England um, for that uh, for that party but I remember that particular day um, I hadn't been drinking um, but we come, we come to the toast for my mother and I you know I gave a nice speech and you know we had the Prosecco well drinking the Prosecco of course it has a lot of bubbles and it's gassy and and all that sort of thing, and it was basically like um, hitting tilt on a on a on a pinball machine. It's just like, okay, I've had enough. My body is just like, you're going to do this, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> and and I, I I remember turning around to my sister and saying to her, "Is it hot in here?" And next thing I knew, you know, I, I was waking up on the floor. Um, fortunately for me, also where I was was a paramedic um, and you know he, he he knew what it was right away I mean I'm there and I'm literally like a fountain um, with blood coming out of me and I was fascinated by it you know it's like he's telling me it's blood and I'm like it's not blood it doesn't, doesn't taste like blood well it's coming out too fast um, and <sighs> yeah it was all the way through that while that incident was happening I had this sense of calm you know everybody else around me is panicking um, you know they're calling for ambulances you know and like, this is a blue light we've got to you know whatever and I'm, I'm there and like wow this is like amazing I'm like in such a calm frame of mind um, and it was very surreal but all I remember at that particular sort of time is that feeling of everything is going to be okay um, you know and I got rushed to hospital and 
you know, had tubes shoved down me and, um, you know, and, um, you know, they were checking everything and the cameras inside and, and it was, you know, with that, um, it's, you know, it, uh, it, you know, it was one of the, it was the start of the end of what was all my problems. Um, I still had depression at that point and the, the suicide attempt come um, a while after. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's like I could, I was sowing the seeds for the change. Um, and, you know, did the change happen overnight, you know, after the, the suicide attempt? It, you know, I want to say it was, you know, a good six months before I started um, working on myself every single day. And, you know, it's been a, you know, a good four years since then to where I am now. Yeah. Um, did, you have to, did you have to so operation, I mean, by the way? No, operation. It was a case of... Um, um, it, it, they said, it, you know, it would repair itself over time. You know, I just had to stop taking ibuprofen, stop the drinking, um, you know, look after myself, basically. And um, now I don't like taking any medication whatsoever, really, um, unless I really, really have to, especially pain medication. Um, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people take pain medication and the reason I started taking ibuprofen was because I had, I had surgery on my knee from a, a football injury and I always thought I was in a lot of pain well it was you know I was I wasn't really I was just taking the pills just for the for the um, you know just for to make myself feel better um, so, you was so yeah yeah so basically you were drinking and when we talk about pain and stuff like that and it's internal. You, 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 the drinking was obviously there's an enjoyment in there, but it's obviously part of it was you not feeling you've been depressed. And no, I, I was what I was doing. I was masking everything. Yeah, you were numbing the. Um, I was I was taking away all the um, all the problems I had. At least I thought I was. I wasn't. All I was doing was creating more. Um, you know, like I say, you know, drinking that mode, I was neglecting um, my ex-wife and then neglecting things around, you know, just, I was, I was hiding, simple as that, um, you know, my problems were, were too much, so, and it's funny because I have, I still have the same problems now, but I know how to deal with them now, mm. you know, it's like, the problems are never really a problem, there's always a, a solution to a problem. So you what, know, so, um, so what led up to what led up to then those years? Obviously, it's still it's still anxiety, still depression. What led up to the point of you trying? What was the, the defining moment that said to yourself, "I'm going to take my life"? What What was it in those those years that made you think, "I'm going to do this"? And what was the kind of the defining I, moment? I I I mean, I, I felt like I had nothing. Um, you know, I don't know if you can, you know, it literally felt 
I had nothing to be happy about or nothing to be grateful for. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, it was, I was at the stage of like, well, who cares? You know, I didn't care about myself. Why would anybody else care? And, you know, and I'm, I'm was looking for answers from other people and it wasn't up to them it was up to me to sort it out and you know I felt I couldn't I felt like you know literally at my wits end you know and it's like you know oh this just do this you know and there wasn't really any any thought into it which I'm grateful for because if I had to put some thought into it, it might have been different. Um, so there's no, there was not a breakdown. You know, in, yeah, you said there's a breakdown in marriage, and so, but there's not a breakdown with your kids or anything. Was it was 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 that played a part, or was it just a combination of no, everything? It was. It was. It was just. I got to, um, like, going. You know, I was at my mid forties, and it's just like, you know, what's going on? You know, is this how it's going to be? For the rest of my life, you know, however long that's going to be, you know, you know, what's, you know, I mean, I literally couldn't see me being happy. Um, you know, I got no happiness out of anything, you know, even things I enjoyed, I just, you know, you know, I, I just got to the point, um, you know, it's like, what's the point? <laughs> you know, I've, I've, you know, so it's, it was just literally a case of, Okay, just go. Time to time to leave. Um, and you know, although it's a horrible experience, and I don't look back on it with pride, that was, you know, when I was, you know, finding my feet literally again in the next few minutes after what had failed. It was like, what, what, what did I? Do? It was almost like I had clarity yeah. in the moments afterwards. You know, it's like we've got to do something about this. You know, like I say, I'd seen help. I had help in the past with therapists, and I hadn't gone with it. And I realised that it's I need to do this my way. Yeah. Um, I need to find what works for me and at the beginning of this I said that everybody's depression is different everybody feels differently and I knew that what worked for other people might not work for me so I had to find what worked for me and it was I changed my routine on everything I gave myself times to do things and the most important thing for me was to make sure that I saw the good in everything and took the um, time to give myself like a, an attitude of gratitude, you know, because even when you're down and you're low and you're feeling terrible, you've still got things you can be grateful for, you know. Simple, simple things. Having a roof over your head. You know, have you got a meal in the, you know, something to eat? You know, do you have a job? You know, do you, anything. Oh, look, the sky is blue. You know, something to be grateful for. You know, and just saying thank you. 
really makes a difference. Um, you know, it, it really it boosts your soul being grateful for something, and that really helps. Yeah. So you're you're. Yeah. I think. I think what I'm getting at as well is that your line there, like you said at the beginning of the show, your line there, in in a heap, and did, <laughs> did all that, you know. And we can, like I said, we laugh. We we we, we can have a, you know, we can look back and and smile and think at it now. But you're lying there in a heap, and you're and so you're. Do you do you like you say the moments of clarity kicks in then, where you're just there thinking, are you sitting there thinking, you know, of all these things, what the hell am I doing, you know? Yeah. What what, <laughs> what, what, what am I doing? Here? What, I mean, you know, you, yeah. you 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 can't help but see the comedy in it I mean you really can't I mean you know it, it would be every comedy shows <laughs> you know that would that would be how it would be in a comedy show and you know boom and it almost felt to me is like um like God was having a laugh with me it's like come on you've got this come on you can you, you know you can you know you're alright we, we've got I've pushed you as far as you can we've, we've seen how low you can go come on Let's, t- let's go the other way now. You know, you've had your, yeah. you've had your bad stuff. That's it. Yeah. It's, you know, come on, up we get. Let's go. You know, um, and you know, I, I mentioned God a couple of times. And, you know, I was a confirmed atheist um, for many years, and I've seen too many things change in the last year. To you know, I, 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 I definitely believe in God now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. It's, um, it's, uh, sorry, my headphones are just, um, just changing over. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my headphones are, uh, dying on me. Um, hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. Um, yeah, basically, um, uh, where was I? Um, I just think that. Um, uh, where was I? I'm sorry. God. Um, God. You believe in God? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think. You know, I'm not saying that everybody needs to believe in God, but I think you need to believe in something. Um, you know, whether you want to call it the universe, whether you want to call it, um, you know, karma, whatever. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely needs, uh, you, need, you need something to hold on to. And, you know, that's how you can believe in yourself. You know, if you can believe in something that's kind of bigger than you, then you can um, believe in um, that you can do these things, that you can change, that you can make yourself better. Um, that you can be um, depression, you can be anxiety, um, just by um, by actually focusing on on yourself and, and what's inside you, and then you can you can believe um, that you can do these things. And I never had that belief. Um, I wasn't strong enough to have that belief, and you know it. It's amazing how stronger you can feel when you actually get that belief in you. Um, 
you know it's a it's a wonderful thing um you know and i you know i i i wish i could give that to other people but i think the best thing that i can give to other people is the fact that you can change things around you know i i i hate the cliche but you know the whole you know if i can do it you can do it thing um i mean it really is that case because i was forever um you know the one who couldn't do things the one who everything was too difficult and life was hard you know um and i'm so glad that um that things have changed and and yeah it everybody can feel this way everybody can feel positive and everybody can um do what they actually want to do in life you know and it's just a case of a belief um we all have our beliefs and we've got the ones that hold us back and the ones that let us go and the the more you um believe in the in the positive ones and the more that you can do these things you know those limiting beliefs that you've got they they slowly disappear yeah and how's your relationship what what how's your relationship with your you know with your mom or your family or your, your 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 daughters what's your family what's your relationship like, like that with them now um with my with my mother it's it's got a lot better um in the last you know few years and it's been 40 years since my, my father died yeah um and you know no nobody is the same person they were 40 years ago my mother's not the same person she was 40 years ago you know we get on a lot better now um i wish i could see her more but you know it's um, what with the covid it's uh, it's been rough um you know with my daughters they uh, they're both living in the states now still um my oldest one um she's doing great um the younger one is um it's very much like me as i was um you know i try to you know i feel like i can't help her because you know she doesn't want to listen to her dad she doesn't want to um you know hear that how well i'm doing she you know she thinks that everything that i've done you know always oh, it's all nonsense but that's just the age she's going through she's she'll she will work it out eventually um you know love them both love them dearly um you know but they're living their lives now they're, they're living their own lives and uh, um you know it's you know it's sad i don't get to see them as often as i like but you know it's like we're um, we're doing our own thing you know i've got my um, new partner um she's from ecuador so um i've been you know before covid i've been down there a few times now and um i love that country and it really puts your life in perspective when you 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 see people in a in a country where they really don't have a lot yeah. um you know it just you know when we were moaning that you know we can't find something to watch on tv and, you know it's to have to yeah, walk miles just to get water yeah so it's um you know it really puts you like and i love going down there and um you know there's there's things we want to accomplish down there uh, my partner is uh, very keen on helping out um, an orphanage down there and uh, helping the kids there and I'm so up for that and I, I you know um the best thing about modern 
life is, you know, um, being a life coach, I can do that from anywhere in the world, um, you know, with Zoom and, and whatever. It doesn't matter where I am. Um, you know, that's one thing you can be grateful for is like technology it can be, it, it can help us all. Um, so, I mean, I can see eventually um, we'll be going down there and, and living down there full time. Um, so, yeah, that's something to look forward to as well. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and let's talk about this last few four years and you, you, you've changed your, you've changed your outlook. Um, you know, you, you had the moment of, I was, I always call it the light bulb moment. Um, yes. That's what I, there's something I, you know, this, I, I remember this, I remember this, um, this, there was a program, it was a cartoon years ago, years ago called Vicky the Viking and she used to rub her nose and then she's put a finger up and you go, ah, and there's a light bulb there. Um, and, you know, it's that light bulb moment and you had that light bulb moment. And so what's happened to you? What's, what's happened to you? What, you know, you've changed your outlook and, and what are some of the things that you're doing to, to help yourself, to help others and, and, you know, um, your journey in the, in the last yeah, four or five years or whatever. What are you, what are some of the things that you're advocating, and what are some of the things that you're you're doing to kind of get the message of, of you can do this, you can beat this, um, your story, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, um, over the last um, few years, it's you know, it's been a, a progression of a journey for me, you know, and I think every day. I get stronger and stronger from the way I do things. And it's all about my routine and, um, you know, finding that positivity. Um, I'd always been a lover. I always used to love writing. And um, I always used to write terrible fiction, absolutely terrible fiction, you know, stuff that would never see the light of day ever. Um, but it wasn't until I started writing about myself that I realized I still had a talent for it. Um, so I've taken the opportunity to, you know, write um, down my feelings, how I changed, how I did things, how, and and I write every day um, a good four or 500 per word piece on what to do. And I write down just nuggets of information for people that they can take and, you know, turn them into um, useful bits for their life. Um, not just for people who are you know, depressed and have anxiety, but, you know, anybody who just wants, you know, that little bit of a push in their life, you know, and just taking simple metaphors and that seems to get through to people that, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I just put you know, like the other day I wrote one about um, banging banging your mouse on the table. You know, when you get frustrated with the the computer, you bang your mouse, and it's it's not the mouse's fault. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it, it, so you you take that and you turn it into um, a positive. You know, and and take little simple bits of information and give it to other people just so that you can boost their energy and, and, and life. Um, you know, it's um, like I write about the words I am quite a bit. Um, I am are the two most powerful words you can ever have in, in any language, you know, and it's what follows I am is what will shape your life. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, if you say to yourself, I am strong, I am powerful, I am blessed, I am um, healthy, I am, you know, ready for the next challenge. The more you tell yourself that, the more you will believe it and take it in and it will become part of your life. And that is what I've been doing. And um, as you know, um, on my Instagram, um, at Depression Beaten, um, I get a lot of people um, coming to me through that page and, you know, I'm, I'm giving them help and advice on on how to how to just tweak something in their lives and, and I always say this it's never a big step it's always something simple that you need to change it's you know um, taking just one step in the direction is sowing a seed it's planting that plan of intention that I'm going to go this way now and when you take that first step you know you realize things aren't so difficult and then you take the next step and the next step and the next step and you might not see a change overnight but you're going in the right direction rather than like me spending 30 years going around in a circle Um, you know and that's that's what I've been doing is you know helping people find their their path um, you know find their way to you know having a great life um, you know it, it it's not all about money it's not all about fame it's not all about fortune it's about finding your level of happiness um, what works for you what makes you when you, what makes you get excited to get up in the morning you know and that's what I do and I love what I do and you know every day I experience something new um, today I'm doing this with you and you know it's you know it's absolutely fantastic that I can uh, can do this and talk to you and I'm, I'm hoping uh, people who are listening you know can take something from this and uh, you know it's yeah it's a good life and it's a you know Everybody else deserves a good life too. Yeah. David, it seems like you—it's um, it's almost like you know, with, a, with everything that's gone on, and that final thing where you went to your, your father's grave and you let it all out. It's a <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It's a combination of all these things. You know, we, you know, we, we, you know, like you say, you're laughing and things like this. But it, and it is, we can laugh at these things and, and look back at them and. and um, poke fun at ourselves for the things that we've gone yeah. through and think oh gosh look at that what we, what we, how we could have ended up or how we could have you know what, what we could have gone through and, and look what we've gone through and we're here to tell the tale you know and you the, the crumple on the floor the this you know the yeah. you know the, 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 the thing to do with the capri and and, and then the you know you shouting at the thing because I, I knew that's what you were going to say I knew that's what you were going to say I knew yeah. that you were going to you know you were going to you know you'd gone to your grave and you were going to you know see because you, you're basically letting it all out and releasing yeah it's this release yeah everything it's um, been on your back this this weight that's been on your back for years and years and years yeah and it, it, you know and it 
I like to say that I, I only looked at the future now. The only time I ever looked at the past is because I want to see how far I've come. Yeah. Um, you know, my past, I did some great things. I did some terrible things. But, you know, that was my past. That was who I was. Every day that I'm moving forward, that's who I'm becoming. And I love who I am. I love who I've, I've become. I love the person who wants to help people. And that, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't look back. I'm not going that way. <laughs> you know, I've done that. Now it's, now it's time if the, the new, the person who I've always wanted to be. You know, and I'm so glad that I've, you know, had the opportunity to to reinvent my life and make it, you know, you know, happy and abundant and and special. Yeah. And one thing I find interesting about what you we spoke about today and everything that you've mentioned is you didn't let, even though you 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 may have put a. Um, a negative or I, I can't go through this or I can't do this or whatever it may be you might have done all those things you did do the things you did do things you did you you know you went you went to the army you left the army you, you know these things that you did you know throughout all, even throughout all the depression and anxiety you actually went and did things which have culminated to the things to the things that you're doing now um, you, you know you went and you went to America you've been to Ecuador you've done these do you see what I mean? There's lots of things that you... Some people would have gone through those things and kind of been steadfast and not go anywhere, not done anything. And be so... It's... Do you see what I mean? So depressed that they, they, they couldn't move. They're so stifled, they couldn't move. But you managed to... to um, and that's why you, you probably look back and you're like, you know what, I've done these things. You know, there's some people out there that haven't. You know, it, it, I think a lot of people, they... Um, including myself, it's it, your depression. You kind of imagine it like a roller coaster. You have your your peaks and your troughs, and you know those bad moments. Um, they 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 seem to be there a lot in my life. But you know, when you look back, you know, really they weren't. Um, but it's a case of you know. You, you get wrapped up in yourself and you're just like, oh, this is who I am. And, you know, it's not until you say, well, no, 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 that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. That you, you push forward in another direction. And having that will to, you know, not not get stuck, you know, as labelled as, you know, this is, you know, this is Dave. He does things but he suffers from depression and he got anxiety, you know, you know, I mean, I could tell you a a few other stories, but I will make safer for another time. But it's, um, it's when you get past that and you do get those moments of clarity during your depression, that's when you've got to take the step, Um, you know, because you're not depressed all the time, you know, you have your peaks, you have your troughs. It's when, you see, most people, when they're on one of the peaks, when they're in a good mood and when they're, they don't think about the depression then. Yeah. 
they don't know, oh, I'm having a good day today, so I'm just going to carry on having a good day. What they need to do is go, okay, I'm having a good day, but I'm a person who has depression. Maybe today's a good day to start working on something. Maybe today's a good day to to look at what I'm doing. Um, maybe today's a good day to start a, a new routine. You know, when you're actually on your lowest point, that's not gonna. You're not gonna want to do these things. You're gonna want to curl up in bed, or you know, or drink, or whatever it is that you're doing. You know, there is always a way out. Of your depression, yeah. and it's it's a case of seeing the door and opening it, and 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 going through it, going for it, and knowing that you know things can get better. Yeah. What would you say to anybody out there um, before we wrap this up? What would you say to anybody out there that may be struggling? You said some lots of things there, but what what if there was two lines, a couple of lines that you would say to? To, to, to somebody you know or for people out there what would you say to them who are maybe struggling with the mental health physical health you know all the things that we we go through what was what are some of the things who maybe who may be wanting to to um you know i don't know you know commit suicide or you know whatever it may be struggling mentally what would you say yeah i i would um i would say uh, a couple of things and the first one is never give up um, there is always something good gonna happen and if God forbid you you take your take your own life you just got to remember all the things that you're gonna miss my my father took his life he missed so much yeah. Yeah. Um, you know and remember not every day is a, a bad day. You know, there's good in every day. Yeah. You know, you, sometimes you just got to look for it, but there is good in every day. And the second thing I would say to him is, it, you kind of hinted on it, but it's, it's using the words, um, what I'm going through. You know, you got to remember, okay, I'm going through this phase. And going through the two most important words, going through, that means you're traveling through it. You're getting to the other end. You know, you're not stuck there. You're going through it. There is a door at the other end. It will open and things will always get better. And it's up to you to live the life that you want to live. You know, other people can help you. But remember, it starts with those two words I am you know and I always say now I am depression free I am anxiety free I am blessed I am fortunate I am so lucky I am wonderfully happy <laughs> you know and yeah. that's it <laughs> yeah thanks for that yeah like I say um, yeah I'd like to say thank you for coming on um where oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, where can you be found? Where can you be? I, don't, I, um, I will say this to people. I don't mean where can you be found in Barry Sermons and people coming banging <laughs> on your door. I mean, where can you, you know, where can you be found on social media or people can contact you to, to kind of, you know, because I'm sure people are going to contact you and, and, and want to hear your story. Yeah, um, I mean, the best place to find me, because, because um, we spoke about this, but I, I tend not to do social media. Um, 
you know, I we can talk about that another day. But it's like social media is uh, not my, not one of my. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do do Instagram, yeah. um, and I've kind of tricked the algorithm on Instagram to only show me things that I want to see. Um, but that's where uh, most people can find me on on Instagram um, at depression underscore beaten. Um, I do have a, a WordPress uh, blog as well, which I really need to update a bit more often. But um, but most of the, most of the best stuff you can find is uh, on the Instagram page. It's uh, I update that daily. That is also uh, uh, depression underscore beaten. Um, yeah. Uh, Funny, I got you managed to get the same name, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'm using uh, both of those, and uh, eventually I'll, uh, you know, have a website for my um, life coaching uh, business. Um, but that's you know, little steps uh, in the right direction. Uh, so if anybody wants to get hold of me, I, I would say Instagram is the best way. Uh, please feel free to. Uh, direct message me um i i love talking to uh, to new people uh hearing their stories and if i can help anybody out um i will uh do my best to uh put some positivity into your lives yeah. i'd say thank you for coming on and you know it's, a, it's been a blessing to talk to you because obviously you you haven't you haven't um you know, you know, your dad obviously had his reasons for doing it, and you haven't gone on that same path. And it's it's funny how they say like imitating art and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes we go the same path as our family members or whatever, but you haven't done. And that's you know that's all kudos to you, and it's and fantastic that you're here to tell the tale, um, and you're going to be in you know to inspire others. Um, so I'd like to say thank you for coming on. Oh, you're very welcome. I've, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Um, you know, it's life's about new experiences, and this has been a new experience for me. And you know, every day is uh, something special. So uh, you know, everybody, you know, you have to get out there and enjoy your lives. Yeah, um, I'd like to have you. I'm going to have you back on again because I think there's other things, there's other things to do with mental health that you mentioned before that talk to, we could talk about maybe. Um, like briefly and things like that we could talk about different things um, but yeah I'd like to have you definitely back on again oh you've yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to it and uh, yeah thank you very very much for having me on and that was Men Are Nuts speak to you soon